0: On SAFM.
1: Welcome back. It's uh, twenty past eleven. So the South African Health Products Regu- Regulatory Regulatory, that word, uh, regulatory authority, has approved a third Pfizer COVID nineteen vaccine dose for those aged eighteen years and older. Preliminary studies show that three doses of the vaccine do help to neutralise this new uh, Om- Omicron variant. So how is the booster shot going to going short? Sorry, going to work and who qualifies and uh, should South. Africans be getting a booster shot when we are yet to meet the very targets that were set by government. Uh, We're talking now to Dr. Richard Lessels, Infectious Diseases Specialist at the University of uh, Guazulu-Natal. Dr. Lessels, good morning and thank you very much for your time. I mean, what do do we know now that we didn't know when uh, Omicron uh, was officially uh, known, was made known to to us.
2: Well, I think we, I think we know a little bit more about how it gets around some of the the, the layers of protection that the, that the vaccines give us uh, to protect against infection. We still don't know, when, and we still uh, need to wait to see. Um, how well the vaccine still protects against severe disease and, and death. And, and that we expect that the protection um, remains strong um, in that respect. But it's clear from the laboratory studies and what we're seeing in the field that the protection against people getting infected has has been uh, kind of weakened by, by this variant, by Omicron.
1: Yeah. And of course, it uh, you know, uh, a lot of uh, the anti-vaccine uh, movement is saying, OK, uh, you see now there's a new variant and seemingly uh, your vaccines cannot uh, uh, protect you against the new variant. Do we know the degree of efficacy for those that have gotten, whether it's the Sasonke trial, uh, J&J or Pfizer... Do we even know now the level of efficacy that it has against the current variant, the current Omicron?
2: We we don't have good estimates of of the efficacy or the effectiveness of of the vaccines in in terms of the, the, the different outcomes yet. But we will start getting some of those coming through in the next week or two. It takes a little bit of time to... To, to kind of get enough data that you can that you can give kind of reliable estimates of, of what you're seeing, um, and and again the clear the the, the really important thing because you're quite right the anti-vaxxers will take up anything to 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 um, kind of give the message they want to give. But the critical thing is to understand the vaccines were designed to protect against severe disease and death. And we expect that protection to remain strong against Omicron. The question is whether it, whether there's some drop-off in that because of um, the, the the way it gets around the neutralizing antibodies.
1: Yeah, and uh, here we are now with uh, an infection rate, at least yesterday, of uh, over nineteen uh, thousand uh, people in our country. Uh, in terms of uh, speed, uh, seemingly uh, the one thing that we have figured out, uh, those of us uh, that are not as learned as you are, and everybody, is that uh, Omicron, uh, you know, uh, transmits very fast.
2: That's right spreading very rapidly and I think that we all, I think in all parts of the country now we're seeing that and, and we're kind of experiencing it whether it's in our families or or friends or, or colleagues and I think one particular worry is that we're seeing it and we're seeing the effect it can have in in the health system I mean, just causing a large number of in, infections in healthcare workers so, so even mm. even if um the majority of those are well protected with vaccines and, and have mild disease that's gonna have an impact on on um hospitals and, and, and care patients in, in hospitals. So so that that is a concern and, and, and you're quite right. It's spreading very rapidly.
1: Yeah, so yesterday we got the news that uh, the South African Health Products Regulatory Authority has now approved uh, this uh, third Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine dose uh, for those 18 years and older. Maybe I start there with the age thing, because we do know that uh, 12-year-olds and upwards uh, can be vaccinated in our country. Why is it one that 12-year-olds and upwards uh, don't need the second and uh, now the uh, third shot that will be coming why is the third dose only approved for 18 years and older
2: well if you remember so 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 sapra's role is is to look at the data that the company provides to it and and to evaluate whether there's enough data to say that that this is safe and and effective for use in in south africa and there limited data or probably no data on the third dose, the booster dose, in in children. And so the data that would have been provided to them would have been for adults. Now, that will obviously change, and, and likely there will be more data, and, and these decisions can, can be kind of updated over time, but yeah. it's important. What's important to understand is, again, SACRA is the regulator, and, and now there needs to be a kind of decision by the Department of Health who may be guided by the, by the vaccine MAC in terms of how we, how we deploy these, these booster doses for the, for the Pfizer vaccine.
1: Yeah. By the way, if you want to join in on the conversation uh, with Dr. Richard Lessels, infectious diseases specialist at the University of Guazul-Natal, please call on the Joburg line zero double one seven one four two zero zero six. 2006 That's zero double one seven one four two zero zero six. 2006 You can also uh, WhatsApp zero six one four one zero four one zero seven. If you're going to uh, send us a voice note on uh, WhatsApp and uh, ask uh, Dr. Lessels a question, please uh, be brief and to the point with your question. You can also also SMS us on the number 41391. We heard in the news, uh, Dr. Lessels, uh, this morning that uh, seemingly uh, uh, the, uh, what they're finding currently with Omicron and hospitalizations is uh, it's uh, interestingly doesn't place too high uh, demand on oxygen in hospitals.
2: The- that's right, I mean that that is still a kind of consistent sense that 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 we're getting from from many hospitals, obviously initially in in Haoteng. but I think we still have to be cautious about that that it's still quite early days when we when we think of how quickly omicron has really taken over and spread and we and we will see um omicron kind of finding the more vulnerable older groups whose, whose protection may not be as strong and it and it will find those kind of unvaccinated people um and so we we will still see severe cases and um, the question is how how kind of rapidly those severe cases rise um and and uh, uh, and, and here's where the, the booster shots become important because we're, we're still focused on protecting the most vulnerable against severe disease,
1: mm.
2: and so we want to deploy the boosters to really enhance that protection for the for the most vulnerable. Um, but it, mu- it 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 still mustn't take away from our kind of continued efforts to to get first and second doses into those that that haven't yet taken up their 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 vaccines.
1: Um, I have to go to news headlines, but I want to ask you about uh, the timing of uh, the booster shots because, again, uh, reports are saying uh, if you've had your two shots, uh, you should get uh, your third booster shot approximately six months after the second shot. But uh, others are saying we are in the third, in in, in, in the, the fourth, is it the third, the fourth, I can't even remember anymore. Uh, we are in that current wave now. Uh, a lot of people... Uh, six months is way too far and uh, they're worried about the degree to which uh, you know they prop protected against Omicron with the current vaccines that uh, they have in their body. I want to go then uh, to news headlines quickly, Dr. Lessels, and then uh, you can respond to that about the issue of timing and uh, the third booster shot. It's 1130. We're talking uh, the Pfizer booster shot uh, with uh, Dr. Richard Lessels, and we'll continue that conversation and have your questions and WhatsApp in after these news headlines.
0: SAFM 104-107
1: Nationwide
0: Leading the conversation
1: Dr. Richard Lessels is uh, infectious diseases specialist at the University of Guazul-Natal. We're talking to him this morning about that Pfizer boost dose that's been approved uh, by SAPRA for those 18 years and older. Six months is when, uh, six months after the second uh, shot, you have to get the third booster shot. Why does that have to be that six-month gap, Dr. Lessels?
2: Well, again, that's largely because that's where the data is. That's that's where the the kind of company have done the, the Pfizer have done the studies. They've looked at administering it at six months, and so that was the data that was provided to SAPRA to to kind of enable them to make that decision. But as I said, that's something that can be looked at when you when we now go to the other structures like. The, the vaccine neck advising the, the government they can look at uh, at the evidence for possibly shortening that that period and and whether there is evidence to support that um and whether omicron kind of is a, is a reason to to shorten that duration we we've, we've seen in the uk just in the last week that they they have advised shortening that duration even to kind of 3 months for, for the most vulnerable people because of the threats of omicron so that's something that 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 uh, could happen here but it but it has to go through all these structures to 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 make these decisions
1: do we know who it mostly affects in our country the young the you know the old there were reports at the uh, beginning phases of uh, omicron that it was affecting young people young students uh, in tswane uh, in, in in pretoria do we now decisively know which group is mostly affected by omicron No I
2: mean I I think what what we often we, we get confused by um, kind of thinking that it's preferentially infecting certain groups or age groups. But it's just what we see is the pattern of spread. So mm. so the spread starts off in the younger people. We saw mm. some of the outbreaks in the university. But I think, as you said at the beginning, we see how it's spreading now. It, it's really affecting everyone.
1: It's affecting but, everyone. But
2: in terms of making people very sick and landing people in hospital on oxygen and ventilators that will still primarily be people who 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 are unprotected who are unvaccinated um, and and that's why we need to uh, still push that people vaccinated particularly in the in the vulnerable groups the elderly those with comorbidities
1: so we, di- then- we we decisively know that the most affected the most hospitalized are the ones that are not vaccinated.
2: That's right. I mean, I think that that's clear in kind of the data you've seen from her saying that, that the majority of people sick in hospital are still the unvaccinated, okay. um, and and so that that's a consistent pattern, and and it's, and it's as we would expect it to be.
1: Okay. Before we go to the calls, because there's a lot of people that want to talk to you, uh, make the case again, uh, Dr. Richard Lessels, about why it is that uh, uh, people need to vaccinate to protect themselves against Omicron and, of course, COVID nineteen.
2: Well, because I mean, Omicron is just a reminder that this virus is is not done with us yet. It, it's changing in, in in these ways to 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 continue infecting us because all it's trying to do is to survive. And the best way that we have of protecting ourselves against getting very sick, landing up in hospital on a ventilator, is to vaccinate. We have two very effective vaccines in South Africa, the Pfizer and the Johnson & Johnson. And you're seeing now that we're Kind of strengthening the protection with with these additional doses for for those most vulnerable in the mm. in the community. But the most benefit that that we all get is from that first and and, and in Pfizer's respects, the second dose. Um, that that's where we get the the real initial benefit in in preventing us getting very very sick.
1: Okay. Uh, let's go to the calls now. Neelan, you're in Durban. Good morning.
3: Good morning, KZ. Good morning, doctor. How are you guys
1: doing? We're good. Thank you, Neelan.
3: All right. Doc, I just want to find out, man, uh, there's a lot of news about the Pfizer, uh, but we haven't received any news about the J&J. Uh, are we getting the boosters? Is it effective against the Omicron?
1: Okay, Nilan, do you want to listen to your answer on on the radio? The effectiveness, uh, Dr. Yes. Dr. Leeson, of J and J, and whether or not uh, people need a booster for it.
2: Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I, I think I think that that needs to that needs to come soon as well. But there, it's again just a matter that, that it has to go through these processes that the that the the company has to. Um, seek authorization for cepra for for additional doses or else the the department of health needs to make the decision to to start deploying um that additional dose for the johnson and johnson so I think you will see things develop there because I think it is important that that um, those people um, most vulnerable again will get a second a second dose of Johnson and Johnson. So I expect to see developments there over the over the next few weeks.
1: Okay, KGM Matrosana, good morning.
2: Good morning.
0: Good morning to your guests and my fellow listeners.
1: Just a quick, two,
3: two very important things for me. One, the, does the doctor know why they are not considering the fact that there is natural immunity, that some people like myself do not need to be injected with anything, but our immune system is so strong that it actually prevents or helps us to prevent any infections. Whatsoever, in as far as this COVID is concerned. Secondly, the United States, through the CDC, in during the reign of President Bill Clinton, he came out apologized for a vaccine that was given to male black male uh, Africans there, uh, with all the information that was was put out there uh, as to how safe the vaccine was at the time and so forth. Ultimately, it came out that because of the civic movements in America, which forced proper research and due diligence in the so-called researches, was done. Then that truth came. Now, the parting shot, with these vaccinations uh, that we have in our midst, the manufacturers, KG, they are refusing to take responsibility. The doctor, can he tell us why should we trust vaccines that come from companies that are refusing to take responsibility should anything happens, meaning the liability part. If you can okay. deal with these three matters, I'll appreciate it.
1: It's two matters. Thank you very much. Uh, do you want to talk to the issue of natural immunity? And uh, <laughs> the, you, sure. you heard the second
2: one. Sure. I mean, it's a good question about the, the immunity we get after infection. I mean, we do talk about it, certainly, when, I, when I'm talking about this. We do um, talk that, that the immunity that you get after infection will provide some protection against the severe effects um if you if you get reinfected unfortunately we know clearly now it it won't protect you against infection with omicron omicron gets around that that layer of protection again the antibodies and and will quite easily infect you if if you're exposed to the to this virus again but there there will be some layer of protection against the severe outcomes but what we know very clearly If you've had an infection and then you get vaccinated, you get really strong immunity and really strong protection, including against Omicron. And so it makes no sense to rely on that immunity, the natural immunity, when you can boost that and really strengthen that and and be much more confident that you're protected against the, the most severe outcomes. On the second question, I, I don't disagree with you that, that companies have behaved badly before and, and, and you cite some instances and, and, and it's clear that pharmaceutical companies um have had problems in the past. But it's very clear to us that these vaccines are safe and highly effective at what they're designed to do, protecting people from Severe disease. They've been given to billions of people now around the world, and yeah. I think that we can have arguments about the ethics of of, of pharmaceutical companies. But I think for me, that that needs to be parked in the background for now, while while we try and um, save lives from this from this horrible virus.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think uh, in, in essence, really, uh, the first question related to uh, antibodies and uh, he called it uh, natural immunity. He says, uh, you know, he's one of the people that have natural immunity against the virus. Michael, you are in Kabecha. Good morning, Michael.
0: Morning, KG. And, and, and I'm just going to be quick and straight. Né? Um, we are in the era of pseudoscience. Let, let, me, let me just put it blankly. pseudo science. That, that, that's what's happening now. Pseudo science. And with, with, with scientists, they will agree with anyone who funds them, right? They're on job, are being told to take a job that did not protect the job. That's, that's, that's where we are now. Okay. They're on job. They are being told, no, Katie, hold on. She does the thing with you. Anyone who comes on that does not go with the popular narrative. You are quick to just move I'm them I'm quick away. because
1: just I have a lot of calls to get through. I want so to ask, I'm trying I want to, to get him, through okay, many of them.
0: It's fine. Let me just ask him this quickly. Just, just, just a quick one. If I did not take the first and second jab, can I take a booster? Let him answer that.
1: Not taking first and second jab and still taking yes. booster? <laughs> no, hold yeah. on. Listen to the question properly. If I did not take
0: a first or a second jab, right?
1: Yes, can we I heard take you. Can I a booster?
0: Yes, Michael, booster? we
1: heard you. That's the question. Okay, you, do, you If let you him, didn't take, take the first that. and the second jab, can you boost? That's your question. It, We've got it. Yes, yes. That, can yeah, he boost um, um, without?
2: Unfortunately, Michael, your question doesn't make any sense, and, and it kind of betrays a, a lack of understanding of the, of the vaccines. The, the, the booster is exactly the same vaccine, and it's exactly the same dose. So it's it's essentially a third dose of the vaccine. So you, you can't go for a booster. You would be going for your first dose of the vaccine. It's exactly the same vaccine in the same dose. So I I, I think with with respect, to you you need to just understand a little bit more about these vaccines. Um, and I think that the calling the, the, the science that a lot of people in South Africa are, are working day and night on as, as pseudoscience is it, it, clearly not fair. Um, and... and, and w- w- the, yeah. He says I, I He more. says
1: importantly and, and interestingly enough, uh, 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 he says that scientists will agree with whoever it is that is paying them. And that's something that, uh, you know, gets talked about a lot by the anti vexers. And I think that you need to answer that because he's making a very serious allegation against those very scientists that you are saying are working day and night. Are they agreeing with whoever it is is that is funding them?
2: No I mean I mean the, the, the scientists are, are are all bound by various codes of ethics and, 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 and whatnot and um, I can speak from personal experience I receive no funding whatsoever from from vaccine companies or from anyone uh, closely associated with vaccine companies. So, um, as you say, this is a, a widespread kind of allegation, but, but it has no no foundation in, in fact.
1: Yeah. I get your passion, you know. I get the passion of the people who are anti-vaxxers, but I'm on a radio station with a lot of people that want to talk to the prof. Uh, I mean, to the doctor. Uh, Clement, you are in Bulukwane, Clement, hi.
3: Hi, KG, how are you?
1: Good, thank you. How Hello. are you?
3: Thanks, man. Thanks. Look, yeah. my question is more like the first question of the gentleman called KGM regarding the natural immunity. I, but I want to ask it in this way. In South Africa, currently, we have got a challenge where majority of people have not vaccinated. I, If maybe I'm right, my figure is right, I think we were around 8 million people so far who have been vaccinated. and then majority it's about, it's, not I think
1: been. it's about 14 now. About 14, about 14 million. Million. Okay, yeah.
3: thank you. Yes. And then which means like we have got uh, about maybe 30 million people who have not vaccinated somewhere around that number. So will it, will, it, will I be wrong to say with this uh, new variant of, uh, of virus, of, of coronavirus, we have seen that it was not as aggressive as the previous ones, And we know that the previous one has affected many people. And even those who were affected this time around, uh, they, they they didn't even need hospital, hospitalisation, most of them. Will I be wrong to say I wa- I will attribute the fact that this new variant was not that severe or was not that aggressive because simply because people had the virus before and somewhere somehow they've developed the antibodies. Rather than attributing it to vaccination, because we have not vaccinated, but we see that the results are actually uh, as not as aggressive as we are. Clement, expected. have you My,
1: had have you had COVID?
2: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a really good question.
1: <laughs> no, because you're saying, uh, you know, you're, you're saying that uh, as far as you're concerned, uh, people are surviving it. Uh, they survived the previous uh, Delta variant uh, even without vaccinating. So I wanted to find out whether you're asking that question from a qualified place as somebody who's had COVID before.
3: No, no, but maybe let me qualify my question. Maybe you misunderstood. Maybe no, it's okay. This way. No, no, I, I think you misunderstood. Maybe let me just clarify. It. What, what, what I'm saying is that. We, we majority of people were affected by COVID, especially the previous variant. And uh, it was so serious that many were hospitalized. I remember some, many even died. But with the new variant, we realized that there are people who are affected. But majority, it's not, uh, it's not that severe on them. Whereas in the country, we are standing in a situation where majority of people have not vaccinated. Will I be wrong to attribute the fact that the virus is not as severe now to the natural immunity or to the natural development of antibodies, rather than attributing it to vaccination? Will I be wrong to do that, or to say that?
2: Did you hear no,
1: that, Doctor Lessels?
2: Yeah, you, you're making a really, a really good point, and you have a very good understanding of things. I think, I think the point you're making is that. Is that kind of immunity we have, if you look at the whole population, is a mixture of vaccination and prior infection. And many of us, as you say, have been infected with this virus. So when you put that on top of the vaccination, that means that a lot of people have that layer of protection, which will protect against severe disease with this virus. And and, and that may well be why we're seeing, overall, a kind of milder picture at the moment. It's one of the reasons. Um, But, again, that, that layer of immunity will not protect you so well against being infected with Omicron and one of the one of the concerns again is that is that we we really can't rely on that natural immunity and and we want to give those people the best protection and so if you are someone who's been infected and thinks that the natural immunity will will protect you much better to go and get your vaccine and top top up that immunity, give yourself the best possible protection against this variant, Omicron, and potentially the next variant that comes along um, that, that we haven't yet seen.
1: Yeah. Lucas, uh we have um, a minute, Lucas. I hope you can get through so that the uh, uh, the doctor can answer you and uh, we let him go because we've also gone past the time uh, that we had agreed uh, with him on. Lucas.
3: Okay. Thank you so much for taking my call. I just want to make some few observations that I'm not going to take much of the time and then ask the question. The, the observation that I've made is that there is more emphasis on mandatory uh, vaccination drive that has to take place, and when you start to do things in a mandatory way, there is suspicion that comes up, more especially with the issue of funding. Currently, I've seen most of the shop, shops that are in Richards Bay or area that were supposed to be shop, uh, shops or stores. They are being used for vaccination and all that. The government will be crying foul on money. They don't have money to fund this and that. Lucas, unfortunately, I have
1: to cut you because I have to go to a commercial break. But uh, uh, the doctor will answer you when you come back. When I said we had no time, we really, really uh, don't have any time. And I do have to go to a quick commercial break. I'll allow Dr. Lessels uh, to respond to Lucas when we come back. Hey. What's wrong, Vusi? Just my last
3: trip. What happened? I picked him up next to a soul sign outside his house. When I offered to put his bag in the boot, he said no. Yeah? It wasn't that heavy it only had what was left of its life in it. You
0: are listening to KG Mwekezi on SFM.
1: It's 11.52. I have to qualify, you know, uh, radio and time, uh, guys, uh, you have no uh, You have no understanding of uh, its demands. And when we have guests, we make a pre-arrangement in terms of uh, the time we allocate them because uh, they also have to come here uh, for a certain amount of time be, so they can go back and do what it is that they really do outside of, uh, you know, our soul. So we gave uh, Dr. Lessels the time uh, that uh, we've given that uh, will be done with him by now, and we haven't looked at us. So, Dr. Lessels, I don't know if you want to respond to that last caller before we let you go.
2: Yeah, I don't think I caught everything, but it was clearly about the vaccine mandates and, and the way that we're kind of heading towards yes more, more mandatory vaccination. I mean, I think that there's, there's still obviously a lot of work to be done to understand how how we'll we'll do that in in different sectors. But, I mean, I think clearly the direction of travel is is towards more more vaccine mandates. And I think that 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 is rooted in in public health, in in trying to do uh, the the best you can to protect um, lives. And I think that people... Um, need to understand that still at the moment, uh, everything is voluntary, and, and, but to understand the direction of travel and, and why not go and get yourself vaccinated now um, while, while you can and, and while it's your own free choice and, and don't delay any longer.
1: Yeah, I'm so sorry, uh, uh, Dr. Lessels, that we stretched you for as long as we did. Uh, uh, we'll try and keep to the time next time, but thank you very much.
2: Thank you. Thanks for the the discussion.
1: Uh, Thank you. Dr. Richard Lessel's infectious diseases specialist at the University of Ghazul Natal. Maybe he'll come back again, but uh, uh, we stretched him beyond the time that uh, we agreed with him on. So uh, did you know that today is International Anti-Corruption Day? Did you know that?